open on an Irish bog in early morning. A young maiden is taking her daily stroll. Suddenly, she stumbles on something. Grasping at the obstruction, she pulls onto the shore a gnarly-looking skull and antlers. What is this terrifying creature? The skeletal remains of a demon from hell? No, it's just a giant deer called the Irish elk. And it's next on Extinction of Life. <laughs> Welcome to Extinction Event. Hi, Jack. Oh, sorry. I was just taking a drink. Hello, Melissa. You've piqued my interest with your demonic hell skull of a deer called the Irish elk. Ah, have you seen one of these before? No. Have you been to any museum, natural history museum? Yes. Then you've probably seen one. No. (laughs) Okay. Not that I remember. I don't know. Maybe. For me, it always stands out in a museum. It's huge. Its skull is like this streamlined thing, and it, the antlers are huge, mm-hmm. just unbelievably huge. And it's like you turn towards it and look at it, and death metal does seem to play. <laughs> it, it looks demonic. Do you, do you need me to bring a picture up of one? Sure. Okay. I always like having a, a nice visual to accompany. Okay. I like this part of the show because it's like my little corner where I get to paint a picture in the minds of the listeners, like a little Bob Ross moment. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it is. You know, you've Can seen. Can I see these. it? Can oh. you like rotate it towards me? Ah, okay. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. So imagine, dear listener, a regular deer. Now enlarge those antlers to a ridiculous size, uh, Doctor Seuss-like. Uh, it's very Tim Burton. It's very um, Beetlejuice. You know those chairs in Beetlejuice where they sit down, they're all sitting down at the table and they're singing the Deo and then the, the sculpture thing like yeah. the chairs. That's what it looks like. Two of those chairs on top of a regular deer. Yeah. To me, it just looks like a, a demonic. It's like a hell creature. Yeah, but, it's badass, dude. <laughs> it's, it's the antlers and the fact that without the muscles on the face, the skull just looks terrifying. Any skull's going to look metal, just by default. It's true, but I'd say more so on this, and I think it's because it's kind of pointy at, at the tip. Like I said, streamlined. Hmm. I've been wanting to do the Irish elk for a while because of this. It's just always... Something about it is drawing you towards it. Yeah, it's just visually striking. So it has a magnetic quality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So well, what... let's dive into it. Tell oh. me about it. All right, let's do it. Let's see why you're so thirsty <laughs> for this elk. The Irish elk is also sometimes called a giant deer, which is actually more accurate because the Irish elk is not an elk, it's a deer. Somebody messed up <laughs> right off the bat. It's also not How does that get to just go by the wayside? 
I don't know. You think they would have corrected that by now? I can't really like be the one to be like, well, obviously, because I can't tell you the difference between an elk and a deer. Right, right. <laughs> so I guess that's how it went by the wayside. Someone <laughs> like I me say. named it. <laughs> and someone like me was fact checking. They're like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> you had a picture of an elk in mm-hmm. your little guidebook. And you're like, eh. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I don't, I don't know the difference. Um. Also, it's not exclusive to Ireland. Wow. So just (laughs) on all accounts. Yeah. It's been misnamed. Mm -hmm. Um, They range from Ireland all the way to Siberia, but they have found lots of Irish elk remains in Ireland, and that's where the Irish part comes from. Okay. So. Makes sense. they, They deserve it. Yeah. You know? The antlers on these guys could be 12 feet in length from tip to tip. All right. I'm just going to say right here, like, obviously, this is going extinct. (laughs) If you're having 12-foot antlers, what's the purpose? (laughs) Well, there are some theories. It's like if you had a car that had, like, a bumper that was 20 feet wide. It's just like, after a while, you're like, why am I driving this? <laughs> okay. Here's the thing, though. I can't park it anywhere. <laughs> I'm constantly hitting everything. I can't change lanes. The days are numbered ever since it rolled off the lot. They were very big antlers, but you have to understand that they were also very big animals. So they could weigh up to 1,500 pounds which is similar in size to a modern-day moose. Hmm. So they were big. They could uh, carry these big antlers. Uh, I would hope so, and they're not just dragging them across the ground, (laughs) plowing the Irish bogs. (laughs) Um, So if you can picture this at the withers of the animal, which is the shoulder area, it would have been around seven feet high. Seven feet to the withers. Yeah. <laughs> so just picture that. It's a big, it's a big guy. I, it, that's like the most old timey phrase I've ever said. <laughs> oh, about seven feet to the withers. <sighs> that is a big guy. Okay. Also, when you were painting the picture for us of this creature uh, just a minute ago. You were trying to describe the antlers, and they are what we call palmated. So basically, that means they sort of look like the palm of a hand with fingers extending out from it. This is what I, that, that's the Beetlejuice chair. It's just a hand. It's not like a branch. It's like a lot more, almost like um, a Venus flytrap, you know, where it's more palmy yeah. and less fingery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... As opposed to the deer that we would see here in North America. Mostly fingery. Those are, that's a different term for them. Yeah, there's no palm to them, really. Mm -hmm. They're just branches. Yeah. And even though it was big, it could run fast, too, and for extended stretches like a horse, uh, which came in handy when they were trying to outrun predators of the time, like cave lions, cave hyenas, and dire wolves. Cool. So you're saying it's this big clunky animal, but uh, in fact, it could run really fast. I mean, to be fair, I'm doing going off my reference, which is current deer and elk. 
And if you put 12-foot antlers on those, right. they're going to be dragging their heads across the fields. They're not running away from any predators. Yes, but they don't weigh 1,500 pounds. I don't know how much they weigh. Probably like 300. No. I'm going to say 900. The... Google no. it. <laughs> For what deer? There's so many different... Google challenge right now. What... I say 900. Price is right rules. You say 300. What deer? Average male white-tailed deer. Okay. Okay, we Googled it. 50 to 511 pounds of a... Yeah. Have you ever seen a moose? How much is a moose? Wait, so what was the answer? 500 pounds? It's in the middle, right? You could say a big, a really big one is 500. I'll let that slide. So I technically price is right rules one because I said 300 and you said 900. Okay. And then I screwed myself by saying average. I should have went like the <laughs> Anyways, Listen, I lost. All right. You don't I lost. Jeez. S- uh, so, I mean, just basically they're really big. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's move on. We don't know a lot about their social or behavioral habits, but the bucks probably lived separate from the does except during the mating season. And this is interesting. At least part of that had to do with their diet. Bucks and does had different nutritional needs. For instance, the bucks needed lots of calcium and phosphate to grow those big antlers, whereas the females didn't. So separating to graze would have been more efficient. I just thought that was interesting. I'd never thought about that they needed to eat different things because they had different needs dietary-wise. Like a bunch of their diet just went into their antlers. Yeah, because they had to grow them a new pair every year. That is crazy. Uh huh. It's kind of cool. Yeah. The antlers were. Do you think this is why, like, football players have to eat that, like, uh, Campbell's hearty soup? Is that what they eat? I I don't know what football players eat. It's, well, it's based on commercials. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, just like males are naturally supposed to have Campbell's hearty soup, <laughs> so they can build up their football muscles. You have to replenish them every season. Mm-hmm. They fall off. It's <laughs> happened to me. Okay. I, I think it's called Chunky Soup. I'm messing this whole thing up. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. Do they make those commercials anymore? Anyways, let's move on. Yeah, I've never seen that commercial. Chunky Soup? Nope. Mm. You didn't watch any football. It, was, oh. it used to be all over the place. Yeah, no, I have, I didn't watch Donna any. Donovan McNabb. Did you eat a lot of chunky soup i felt like it was always in the pantry okay but i play football so i know the chunky i think (laughs) i've seen it looks just like every other soup can no it's like black it's like super really masculine is it in the shape of a football if they could figure it out i bet it would be if you could pop open a football and and chug (laughs) chunky soup off out of it i bet that would test through the roof yeah I'm really going to mix things up this episode. Usually we wait until the end of the episode to drop this on you guys. But uh, I'm going to tell you now, the Irish elk probably went extinct around 7,700 years ago. That's awfully specific. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's just the most recent skeleton we've found, right? Okay. Uh, and I'm telling you this because this is one of those that there's so many debates about how it went extinct and why. And you've already so many debates. Yeah. <laughs> So many. You you've already brought one up with like, oh my gosh, these antlers are so big, right? Mm. They should have gone extinct. Yeah. All right. So that's actually one of the theories. <laughs> anyway, which so- you gotta applaud nature for just like coming out with some outlandish model, just for the hell of it, you know. I'm gonna keep going with my car analogy here. Uh-huh. It's like you're gonna make one car that's just a statement. Not a lot of people are going to buy it. It's not the Corolla, you know, it's like the the Superbird or something in the 70s where it had a big huge fin on it and it was just like some statement car. And I feel like that's what this elk was. Possibly. Way to go nature. Check. <laughs> okay, so 7,700 years ago, that's after the end of the last ice age. So a lot of the theories about why it went extinct, uh, blame it on the Ice Age. Well, like, this happens in a lot of extinction events. Yeah. Even though there's been Ice Ages throughout Earth history many times, and the species bounce back, mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, during an Ice Age, uh, you get a vegetation shift, and perhaps the Irish elk's diet wasn't able to get the nutrients it needed those big antlers would have required about 90 pounds of vegetation per day. So the species could have just slowly died out because of malnutrition. That's one theory. Mm. Or it could have been due to a habitat shift because of the Ice Age. The preferred habitat of the Irish elk was the steppe woodlands, which, by the way, I've already forgotten. What do you mean? What the steppe step is. But uh, <laughs> I also <laughs> have in parentheses a uh, shrubby woodlands. Okay. okay? <laughs> we'll just go with we'll that. Go with that. So those would have receded, forcing them into more forested areas. And you can see where this is going. Big antlers aren't great in a forest. A lot tighter to parking spots. <laughs> and then there's the theory that you've already come up with, which is that the chunky soup theory. The chunky they just got too big. They got stuck in everything. They couldn't eat. Uh, you know, they couldn't escape predators because it was weighing them down. And a lot of illustrations from early on do show the animal with this humongous rack. Just this unwieldy thing on the top of its head. But those were likely exaggerations because the antlers were proportional to its size. Whoa. Yeah. If okay. You th- and if uh, here's where I think we're all getting mixed up is this. If you look at the Irish elk skeleton at the museum, you're not seeing it with any of the muscular tissue or fats that it would have had mm-hmm. in life. And so the antlers do seem too big. But if you could imagine what it looked like with meat on its bones, and it would have had a really thick neck and mm-hmm. shoulder area, that it would have... Looked fine. It wouldn't have it looked, looked proportional. Yeah. It would have been like those are the the size antlers it should have. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. So this too big for the body theory is totally debunked at this point. So you're at this like natural 
history convention thing and there someone's like i think they're too big and then someone else is like you're forgetting about the muscles <laughs> and then the judge goes debunked <laughs> okay so besides that big antler theory all the other theories do eventually just fall apart as well First, just because there isn't enough food to sustain big antlers, it doesn't mean all the males are just going to die. The antlers will actually shrink and adapt to available resources. This and- is called shrinkage. <laughs> I The undertones of the big antlers in this you episode. You said big though, rack and I didn't even say anything. We're talking about a big rack, but we're really talking about big, big- rack. A little more down south. Big pecs. <laughs> what? So the antlers will shrink and adapt to the available resources. And we know this not only because we have found evidence of it in Irish elk remains, but also because we see it in living deer. The antlers don't have a fixed size. They fall off and regrow every season. So in less plentiful seasons, they just wouldn't have grown as big. So they would have adapted. And um, this theory also applies to the more forested habitat theory as well. Those antlers are going to shrink and enable them to move through the forest better. These aren't permanent fixtures. They can adapt. Yes. Boom. Debunked. (laughs) Okay. The current theory, however, does relate to nutritional needs, but not in regards to the antlers. Those who would have been most affected by loss of nutrients would have been very young Irish elk. If they aren't getting what they need to grow and build strength, they're just going to die or be unable to flee from predators. Mm -hmm. If you can't raise young... uh, You're you're not going to have any old. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Um, So right now, that is the winning theory. But it wouldn't be an extinction event without humans yes given the chance humans would have definitely hunted irish elk for food we have evidence of this from irish elk bones with human-made cut marks on them which is a sign of butchery and there are cave paintings of the irish elk in france and other places in europe we were definitely hunting these guys why wouldn't you that's a lot of food a lot of muscle. Uh, <laughs> this time, however, it seems unlikely that the humans would be the singular cause of extinction. If the Ice Age did lead to a decrease in the Irish elk population, though, humans could have just come in when they were at their weakest and easily hunted the remaining few. So, I, you know, the scientists were a little fixated on the antler size there for a while, uh, but eventually it all got sorted out. Now we can move on to the good stuff, now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> the, all right, I'm <laughs> I'm interested. Extinction Event is proud to support Prehistoric Times Magazine. Hey, Melissa, sorry I'm late. Yeah. uh, I set my watch to prehistoric time. Again? Yeah. Jeez, you got to stop doing that. (sighs) 
my alarm went off and I yeah, woke up in the Cretaceous period. Ooh, that's a rough one. Uh, yeah, everyone. The, the, the air, you can't even breathe it, really. <laughs> really oxygen rich. Whole different flora and fauna. Wow, this must be a shock to your system. Yeah, I had to quickly adjust my watch. Got back. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're here. Well, what year is it? I, I, this is my third attempt. I kind of overshot, oh, but I undershot. You don't want to know. It's uh, it's not a good one. I would suggest rolling back your time a few million years. Is this 2020? Yes. Oh, dear God. Yeah. I'm going to just set it right before that old asteroid hits. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the golden age. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you would like to subscribe to Prehistoric Times Magazine, which I highly suggest, I am a subscriber, it's great, go to prehistorictimes.com. Do it there. The only place you could see a print ad for Extinction Event. One and only. So I told you that maybe the Irish elk went extinct around 7,700 years ago. But they may have survived later than that, and we just haven't found any actual remains to support it. Uh, We do have written accounts of animals that resemble the Irish elk found in folklore from more recent times. For instance, there is a 13th century German text. And so in this, there's a hunting party where they take down a large beast called a shelk. Uh... It's just a typo for elk. (laughs) Didn't even realize that. It's spelled S-H-E-L-K or S-C-H-E-L-C-H. They were hunting sheep, and then they're like, no, change it to elk. That's more (laughs) impressive. And they're like, but I already... Okay. Shelk. Okay, so this, this shelk resembles the Irish elk. And in Irish mythology, there's also a creature that could have been an Irish elk, and it's featured in a 12th century manuscript called The Tales of the Elders of Ireland. Mm. Um, And I actually read a part of this, and I'm going to just give you the cliff notes on it. There's a dinner party, and they're having your typical dinner party banter, and one guest asks, why is this lake called the Lake of the Red Stag? And the story goes, there was this elusive red stag that they kept trying to hunt, but they kept failing. And finally, they take it down by the lake. And they take one of the antlers to a far side of the island, and the other one they take to this guy, Finn. Uh, Finn is the tallest guy in town. Uh, He lays down next to the antler, and from head to foot, he fits inside. The antlers measure his full height. But this is the time where, like, the tallest guy in town was, like, five feet tall. <laughs> right? You know, I, I thought about that. He, he could have been five feet. But even if he was five feet, that would have been, you know, total. That would have been a ten foot. Ten foot rack. Yeah. So it's a big rack. That, right. I'm assuming maybe he's taller than that. So. Let's. <laughs> if he was six feet tall, he would be the size. Let me just do his math here. Hold on. Are you done? That's this many. (laughs) You're holding up 10 fingers. 12. I did the twos. Oh, okay. Okay, so it it roughly would have been about the size, 12 feet, of a uh, Irish elk. Irish elk. I was about to say that, yeah. 
Uh, and then the t- dinner party conversation keeps going and they move on to questions like, why is the spring at the end of the lake called the spring of the company of women? This is a nosy dinner party. <laughs> You've got to talk about something. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's the story. That I mean, I did you think it was going to go somewhere else? Because that was it. Well, it kind of seemed like it wrapped up with okay. the guy, Finn, this <laughs> okay. tall guy. Okay. Cool. So that could have been an Irish elk. Yeah. I mean, make all the clues are there. for a little break from the episode. Do you know a lot about Irish mythology, Jack? <sighs> um, the an- short answer, no. Okay. Well, in Irish mythology, uh, there's this popular character called Finn McCumel. And I am saying that wrong. I. <laughs> and you will not correct it. So but it's spell like... It? Finn and Finn is even spelled it's spelled F I O N N. Okay. Mac come hail. In English we just call him Finn McCool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, we got to dumb it down. And he's the tall guy in the story I just told you. Whoa. Yeah. He sounds like a character you introduce into a show <laughs> when it started to go downhill and you need to inject. Yeah. He's a a poochie on the simpsons a poochie poochie which this one this is the this is the Sim- great simpsons okay where they th- <laughs> <laughs> who is poochie Pooch- uh, itchy and scratchy isn't doing so great so they introduce poochie oh, and he's like the extreme dog who skateboards <laughs> and stuff yeah so finn mccool is it sounds like that okay so finn mccool was also a great hunter and warrior not just a tall dude and he may have hunted giant deer in other stories that there are about him. He allegedly had 500 Irish wolfhounds that he hunted with. <laughs> Is that really hunting? 500 hounds? <laughs> There's the elk. Go get him, boys. <laughs> ruff, 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 ruff. Uh, ruff. This is crazy, huh? <laughs> this is wild, dude. Uh, there's a lot uh, of dogs here. I've never. There's a lot of us. <laughs> uh, I've, I don't even know where we're going. <laughs> I, wait, I was following you. Well, really? <laughs> I, I thought I was following you. That's crazy. I, um, <laughs> what are we even hunting? Is I, it... I think whatever it was was back there. Should we circle back? Uh, I wouldn't even know what that would look like. Uh, I'm just not sure what's. I'm just, I'm just closing my eyes and biting at things. Yeah, I've definitely bitten a few dogs. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Ouch! You might have just got me, uh, which is okay. Apologies. Are you an elk? Because I'm just. No. All I see is tails and feet, and yeah. there's, t- I, there's too many. It's pure chaos. I've been saying for a while that there's too many dogs. Um, I wouldn't mind if you got rid of a few of us. <laughs> I agree, honestly. <laughs> I don't even bother knowing your name right now because your face is going to be lost in this scrum in about two seconds yeah same i mean it saves me time but I'm, you know what it's nice to find someone i could chat with yeah it was good this was nice. nice we should do it next time <laughs> <laughs>
I've, I mean, <laughs> chances are slim. I am starving. You know, it's I'm not above eating another wolfhound. Honestly, so. I've been eating a dog every time we go out on one of these. <laughs> just because, can we be real? Yeah. Chow time comes around. By the time you get about 350 dogs in, you're getting a kibble, maybe two. Yeah, this guy, he can't feed this many dogs. I don't care if the elk is giant or not. That's a lot of wolfhounds. Like Finn McCheap. <laughs> Why don't you invest in some more kibbles? All right. Well, uh, the yeah. See you next hunt. I uh, hope you get the elk. <laughs> you too. Whatever that is. <laughs> sure. All right. See ya. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's if not a hunting. You're just following behind a <laughs> an army. An army of wolves. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> how many he used at one time and i to make it even worse he had two favorite wolfhounds uh bran and skeelin i'm you know uh again apologies to anyone who's i'm so even... sorry uh but but they were magical too so obviously that's why they were his favorite oh. you know <laughs> yeah that goes a long way uh, um Mr. McCool was so legendary, he even had a sword that had its own name. You know your big time when you, your sword has its own name. It was called Mac Aluin. Once again, apologies to <laughs> anyone of any Irish ancestry for the absolute butchery of your heritage with these <laughs> story recaps. Oh, he's pulling out Mac Aluin. Uh- <laughs> Finn McCool's, I guarantee you, if we were to Google Finn McCool's, it would be like an Americanized Irish pub that sells yard margaritas <laughs> and bases 90% of its business around St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Come on down to Finn McCool's, the most authentic Irish pub you'll find outside the Emerald Isle. We've got jalapeno O-poppers <laughs> and Kelly Green Yard Margaritas. Don't forget Tuesday nights, all you can eat, McCool mozzarella sticks. Come down and ride the mechanical elk on ladies' night. <laughs> Come on down to Finn McCool's, the authentic Irish pub. I, you know, one thing I think it's getting, I thought this episode was going to go is that Yes, there's a lot of imagery with these are like badass creatures with the freaking antlers that are. Uh, there's a guy who has a sword that has its own name. You have to like address this sword by its name. Yeah, it all sounds pretty cool. Are we just not cool enough to bring it to life? Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, I no, I'm definitely not. I mean, I do like that about, like, Game of Thrones, where it's, like, the sword becomes its own thing and gets named, and it's, like, legendary. Yeah. It's big in, like, Lord of the Rings, too. Mm-hmm. That's it's cool. not. Is there an equivalent modern times? I'm going to go back to the cars, man. Yeah. Bigfoot. Grave digger. Monster trucks. Yeah. Like, as a young boy growing up in the 90s, Mm. Yeah, to me, it was like Gravedigger, the monster truck, or Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot came first, and then Gravedigger. Mm-hmm. 
but those two monster trucks probably reach that same status level as as like a sword in uh, whatever medieval times or whatever we're talking about. Do you think Something in like, Ireland they have monster truck rallies in the monster trucks or i don't know if monster trucks exist outside the u.s (laughs) and i don't know if i want them to exist outside the u.s we have enough we can corner that market i'd like to just keep it have you ever been uh yeah one time long time ago me too awesome it was rad it was rad yeah they jump they go real high you don't think a big truck could get that high in the sky I'm just wondering, is there ever a monster truck that gets a lame name? Oh, yeah. Probably. What would be a lame name for a monster truck? Uh, Like Ladybug or something? <laughs> no, I'd be rooting for that just because it's like so on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. What if you named one Irish elk? Would that be the Irish Yeah, that'd elk? be kind of dumb. I would go for that. What if it had pig antlers on the front? Uh, still pretty dumb. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Smash and bash some of the biggest monster trucks around. Witness the ultimate power of Grave Digger. And all new, the Irish Elk. <laughs> this Sunday, the Irish Elk as it uses its big horns to ward away any other monster trucks who may be nearby. This Sunday. Come get your picture taken. Only at the fairgrounds. Dreadhead seats are still just 10 bucks. If you had to name a monster truck, what would you name it? Oh, jeez. I don't know. You, how do you one-up those guys? The legends. <laughs> it would be like Death Ripper or something like that. Bone Crusher. I would do it after one of uh, our extinct animals. Oh, that would be yeah. very nice little um, tribute. <laughs> Which extinct animal are you picking? Giant ground sloth. Well, that would be very nice. <laughs> Anyone would be cool. You just pick the slowest, least intimidating animal. <laughs> What's it going to do? You like accidentally back up on some trucks and smash them and leave a note and apologize? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's going to come defecate on the ground <laughs> and slowly drive away. Okay. All right. So back to a Finn McCool. Scholars believe, or believed, I don't know, maybe not anymore, uh, that he was based on a real person. Well, that's cool. Well, that's the end of the story. Well, back to the episode. It was a nice break. Okay, so it is hard to say if these folk stories were pure myth or if they are based on actual accounts of the Irish elk passed down over generations or based on another animal entirely. Uh, We don't know, but it is possible they survive longer than we originally thought. Uh, Regardless, they are extinct now, but luckily we have a lot of bones. 
Where do you get all these bones from? You get bones from bogs. You're telling me that you get bones from bogs? <laughs> They've been finding bones in bogs in Ireland for a long time. I had no idea. In one bog alone, they have found over 100 Irish elk specimens. A lot of these bones were found by peasants who were turf cutters. And I had no idea what a turf cutter was, but you seem like you totally know what a turf cutter is. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Wow. You're going to be like um, cutting up this like peat moss and stuff, Whoa. right? And you're going to use it in your... It was in a book I read um, where one of the main characters is from Ireland. Wow. And they go out and they cut up the peat moss and they use it, throw it in their stoves and use it as sort of a fuel source. Yes. Well, you could see for me having no idea what this was. It was just like a Google hole that I went down. And you went from turf to peat. Mm. And I actually, that's kind of where I stopped. <laughs> but <laughs> peat, though, I, I really don't know what that is. I didn't know peat what moss? it was. Yeah. It's um, decayed vegetation that sort of forms into a soil-like deposit on stuff. Mm. And... um. That is something that they do in Ireland still. So what you do is you'd cut the peat that's sticking on stuff in the bog. I guess it, it, there's a lot of that in the bog. Um, and a, the turf cutters have a special name for the Irish elk. It's called oh, the Faithmore. Uh, anyway, Can you spell it? F-I-A-D-H-M-O-R. And apparently that's pronounced Faithmore. Okay. Which translates to great deer or big deer. So for a long time, they've been cutting turf and bringing up these strange bones, uh, which were super well-preserved because I guess that's what Bogs, happens. man. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 1697, one of these bones is finally recognized as a fossil. And this would be before we even knew about dinosaurs. We hadn't really dug any of those up yet. So to find this creature was a big deal. And people go crazy over these bones. They'll take antlers, skulls, whole skeletons, whatever. You know, the aristocrats wanted them. Give me the bones. <laughs> so commercial dealers uh, start probing the bogs with rods to get bones. <laughs> probing the bogs with rods. <laughs> this is a tongue twister. Probing the bogs with iron rods. Uh, an elk is sure to find. It's, it seems like the beginning of a dirty limerick <laughs> that I'm not going to even attempt. So. Okay. We've said enough this episode. Yeah. So they sell a Probing lot. Probing the bogs <laughs> with iron rugs to find a giant rack. <laughs> so a lot of these bones end up in private collections, but a lot of them will also make it to Dublin's Natural History Museum. And apparently they have two really killer skeletons on display there. But they also have more than 250 animals in storage, just like piles of bones. And there's still a big market for Irish elk antlers and skeletons today. Uh, you can look online. I think you can buy a skull and antlers right now for about $30,000. Damn. Yeah. If I ever get just like eccentric rich guy, it's on my list. Irish yeah. elk antlers. But it, it, I if I'm just looking for ways to burn money, <laughs> you know, 
I would do it, but I'd give it to the local history museum, natural history museum, because I would get too spooked. You know, <laughs> you're like get up late, go to the you're bathroom. You're thinking like a peasant. <laughs> okay, I said eccentric rich guy. <laughs> I'm looking for spooky things. I want cursed objects. <laughs> okay. I want things that money shouldn't be able to buy. <laughs> okay. You're walking by a jar with like Siamese fetuses next to oh, it. That's right? entry level. <laughs> okay. I want the I want the antlers with like a soul stuck in it or something. <laughs> I want like a mysterious servant's death to be blamed entirely on these cursed fossils. You are such a weirdo. Oh god. All right. So the demand for these skeletons, because I guess there is a lot of eccentric billionaires out there, uh, is so high that. Ireland has started selling fiberglass copies because they don't want to run out of the real bones. Yeah, I'm going to have a guy who can tell the difference. So, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You've got like a whole team with rods and fogs down there working around the clock. Yeah. Yeah. They'll find a bunch, but they aren't cursed enough. So, you know, set them aside and sell into some lesser billionaires. Okay. To sum it up. Ice Age climate change likely reduced the Irish elk population, and then humans might have hunted the remaining few into extinction. They also may have survived longer than we originally thought. We just don't know yet, which is a bummer. I, I wish we knew a little bit more because it seems like uh, such an interesting creature. Well, this is why there are people out in the field uh, continuing to, you know, shine a light in these dark areas of our knowledge mm. in natural history. We don't know yet, but doesn't mean we aren't going to know in the future. Yeah, maybe we'll get an update on the elk. I, I, you know, I think secretly I was thinking that they did have some demonic side to them. That, like, you know, they had some weird mating ritual high in a cursed mountain somewhere. And, like, I don't know, they like sacrifice somebody with that rack well like the big palm quality of these antlers it looks like blood should be dripping out of them because they because <laughs> there it there is kind of a bowl quality to it so it's like you you, you could sacrifice something on them sacrificial altars yeah basically put it on my board <laughs> of spooky uh mood board things um side note there's like Lord of the Rings fans who really know the details of this, mm -hmm. but the like high elves, mm -hmm. they ride one of these big elk. The Irish elk? Mm-hmm. Okay. Instead of horses, they ride this big giant elk mm -hmm. with huge antlers, and I'm pretty sure, obviously, the story is based on that, and uh, that would be something to look up, because when you see it in the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool, but it is pretty cool once you like, think about it. I don't know where I'm going it's with that. Cool. This it, is the only relationship I have to this. Right. So I, I figured I'd throw it in there, throw it in the pot. I think what I learned from this is that they are cool, but they're kind of cooler just in their skeletal form because they're not going to look like demons in real life or in the Lord of the Rings. It just looks like a big moose kind of, right? It's very moose-like. And even then in the Lord of the Rings, you're just like, mm, it's not really practical. <laughs> 
it's cool, but you're like, that's going to get stuck everywhere. All right. Well, that about does it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget uh, to tune in next time for our big 28th episode celebration. It's uh, it's a new tradition we're starting here at Extinction Events. Yeah. Um, we don't know how many, you know, every time we do an episode, we, f- we kind of figure it's the last one yeah. ever. Uh, so the next one is going to be our 28th and we're going to celebrate it big. Yeah. If you have any ideas for how we should celebrate. Um, Keep it, it to yourself. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> don't care. You could. It's going to have no bearing on what we do. So <laughs> It might. It, I have realized that if people want to get in touch, you could get in touch with us on Twitter at ExtinctionPod. I think. I'm not even sure. I'd check it once a week. <laughs> and uh, there's also the extinction pod at Gmail. I think that's it. I can't say for sure. But you could try. Bye. Bye. Did you ever feel so bad inside? A Peg Leg Deer production.